Welcome to Radiant Church Podcast. We want Jesus to be the message in everything we do. We are those who look to him. Now, here's David Perkins. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. and God, we thank you, Lord, for uh, what you did yesterday. God, even just, just even in the first year of this church, as we just make a statement to you and to our city that we care, and we ask, Lord, that you would help that to grow in us, Lord, that we would demonstrate the hands and feet of Jesus to people in our city. I thank you, Lord God, for Paul and Gabby, and I thank you, Lord, for just this group of teenagers, young people that are starting to form. And we ask, Lord God, that you would bless this retreat, Lord, as young people are making decisions that will impact the rest of their lives and as they're in this formative season. And we do ask, as Paul mentioned, Lord, that there would be high schools and junior highs transformed as a result of young missionaries that are filled with boldness as they go on campuses and make a difference for you, Lord. And God, we ask that you would open your word to us today. We pray, Lord Jesus, that we would become more and more mature in our pursuit of you. Lord, we ask that we would grow in love for you. Specifically today, we pray that you would help us to be empowered, that the gifts that you have given us, we would activate. We love you, we honor you, and everybody said amen. Amen. When we think about gifts, I want to just begin with the idea that the first gift that you've received is just straight up salvation. Like you've received a gift. If you've said yes to the finished work of Jesus on the cross or Romans 6, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And so all of us have been given that free gift of salvation, which is beautiful. And then building on that, Jesus, after he's risen from the dead, Jesus says in Acts chapter 1 that he would send a gift, and he referred to the person of the Holy Spirit in Acts 1 as a gift. And then thirdly, where we're going to kind of aim at today, is there's multiple times throughout a lot of the epistles, a lot of where Paul talks specifically about how the Holy Spirit gives gifts. And as you and I know, it's one of the most divisive things in evangelicalism, and there's been all kinds of frustration and people dividing over this topic. And of course, my prayer is that We're just going after it in year one of the church and just establishing that, man, we do not want to be divided. We want to be united. And we believe that the Holy Spirit is giving gifts and that you possess gifts. And so that's the idea that we're going to talk about today. And really the big concept that I want to hit on is you activating the gifts that God has given you. And so those not lying dormant in your life. And so um, I want you to take just a minute right now. And look at the person next to you and tell them the city or the town that you live in. Overland Park, KC Mo, Olathe, Grandview, whatever. Just look at, just say it out loud. Say it to them right there. There it is. All right. Now tell them what kind of car you got here in today. Like what kind of car you came in. There it is. All right. Some are not participating. That's all right. Okay. One more. Maybe this is the one that you'll know best. Tell them your favorite Kansas City barbecue. Just, that's the number one in town. Just, you tell them. <laughs> All right, good. Now I want to invite you to tell them. Tell them your spiritual gifts in order. My number one gift is this. My number two is this. My number three is this. Go. I hear laughter. All right. All right, good. Now here's my point. How many of you know it's a little easier to give the town you live in the car and, and the barbecue than it is to kind of list your spiritual gifts? 
And I, I think where I wanna end today is that you have a little bit more motivation. Maybe some of you, it's already really strong. But where you've got motivation and a conviction that that's not something you wanna be fuzzy on. That when you turn, you can look and say, hey, let me tell you, my spiritual gifts are one, two, three, and begin to name them. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse one, he says, now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to be uninformed. And this is a great, beautiful text. And obviously it's one of the most famous ones in 1 Corinthians 12. And then we get 13 where Paul talks about love. And then we go back into gifts in chapter 14. And Paul's just kind of unwrapping the whole idea of spiritual gifts. And so in your own personal life, let's make it a a resolution and a decision that you're gonna know them. You're gonna know the spiritual gifts that God has given you. So let's just begin with this. The Holy Spirit has given you spiritual gifts. Majority of you in this room, that's old news. Some of you might be new news, but the bottom line is, is that the work of Jesus Christ continues through his church and he has called and gifted, not just called, but gifted all of us as his body and each of us play a specific role. You possess gifts to accomplish a purpose. And so it's not just your purpose, it's all of us as Jesus' church continuing to let Jesus work through us and the Holy Spirit is using you in the present tense. It's not theory. It's not just a theological debate at a seminary somewhere. It's not just pages in a book. Man, it's living and active, and the current church of Jesus Christ is expanding by people that are putting their gifts to work. And so, man, if that's gonna last forever, if like what, if heaven and hell are realities, which we believe that they are, if people's eternal destinies are in the balance, then your role, like something that God has gifted you, is vital. And the opportunity to express it is one of the highest privileges of your life. And so one of the things that you got to just lock in with, man, as a a follower of Jesus, as a spirit-filled follower of Jesus, like Holy Spirit has taken up residency in you, like you are a friend of the Holy Spirit, like you are being transformed into the image of Christ, and now you are locked in with this. Man, he has gifted and called me, and I want to make sure that I know it, that I know what, I want to know the gifts that he has for me. Have you ever had a friend who gives really good gifts? I mean, like awesome gifts. Like I've got a friend, his name is Lee, and he's a pastor in Michigan and he gives great gifts. He gave me this Bible. This Bible, most Bibles I've ever had were free from my parents. Um, (laughs) That's true. But uh, this gift, actually most of my Bible. Anyway, but this Bible, uh, this is a goat skinned Bible, everybody. I I, I would never pay extra money for goat skin. but I got this as a gift. He's, he's a great, my friend Lee, he sent it to me in the mail. He's a great gift giver. In fact, I got in the mail at Christmas time this year from Lee, Giordano's Pizza from Chicago. And that showed up, guys, the day before Christmas Eve. Do you know how happy I was? I was in love with Lee that day. I was just like, man, you, <laughs> just, I just thank God for that gift giver, right? Some of us have a little bit of fear about spiritual gifts, 
but I want you to imagine the greatest gift giver in your life and lock in with the Holy Spirit is a better gift giver than that person. Like it is good. Like the fruit of the Holy Spirit is goodness. Like he is good. And so you don't have to be scared. You don't have to be fearful. You don't have to be nervous. No doubt about it. There's people that are all, the, I mean, that is, I mean, listen, I've been a pastor's kid when I, and then right into being a pastor. I know this is the thing that, man, people want to sit at Starbucks and debate and have issues about and have been hurt by last former churches and all that kind of stuff. But let's just kind of clean slate, lock in with you, and specifically, where I'm aiming at today is you cherishing the gifts that God has given you, and then you putting them into motion, you making a decision that you're not going to allow any gift that God has given you to lay dormant. My son Dawson turned 13 last month, and um, so now I am the father of a teenager, and um, so we're the same size, but... um, (laughs) He, uh, he wanted a camera for his birthday, and ever since he's received that camera, he has been taking pictures every single day. And one of the things that I want when I look at it is I'm, I'm excited about it. Like, that camera was expensive. And, uh, and the fact that he's using the camera that I gave him actually brings me pleasure. The gifts that you have received, you did not earn it. They are gifts from the Holy Spirit. And as you use them, you actually bring pleasure to God. And so I want to invite you not to be uninformed, like Paul says here, but to have a personal resolution. As for me, I am going to know, I'm going to then even develop, like work on it, and I am going to then use the gifts that God has given me. Of course, it's counter to our culture because our culture says, hey, use all of your energy for you. Use all of your energy to comfort yourself, to get the better life. And the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given you are for others. And so the temptation is to kind of flip it and kind of use everything that you have for self. But the invitation from the Holy Spirit would be this. Use the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given you. Know them. I mean, cherish them and then use them for others, all right? So number one is you possess gifts. Here's the second idea. Your spiritual gifts are unique. Like there are gifts that the Lord, he's gifted you in a unique way. Look at the way Paul says it here. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. So you, we've got kind of different lists in the New Testament. There's a few different places where it gives lists. Most scholars would just say, hey, let's land on the fact that there's about 27 different gifts that are listed in the, in, in the New Testament. But here's the principle. You are unique. God has wired you in a unique way. And so I want to invite you, where we're going is for you to just have in your heart, I've got it. This is the way that God has gifted me. This is, I have prayed, I have taken the test, I have asked my friends, I have seen the evidence of how God has used me to help other people before, and I'm able to articulate, this is the way that God uses me. This is the gifts that I have. So like for me, all right, I think that I'm pretty clear on the gifts that God's given me. I would say that my top gift is probably exhortation. All right, exhortation is this. It's not teaching, I'm, like line upon line. It's, it's not the way that I like to communicate best. I like to just, I, I, I like to get people excited to do something. That's just, that's just part of who I am. When I was 
truth, I was 29 years old, and uh, we were flying to Israel with about 50 college kids, and a 19-year-old kid came up to me. He said, hey, I've been dating this girl, and I, I'm pretty sure she's the one. And I said, well, then you should get engaged on this trip. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm just telling you, I, I like her. And I was like, bro, listen, there ain't no reason for you to wait. And he was like, hold on a second. Are you as my pastor telling me that I'm just communicating to you that I've, I think she's the one and that you want me to get engaged? I've said, listen, I'm not saying it as a pastor. I'm just saying it as an exhorter. Just think about this for a minute. And I said, it makes no sense. No, if you're going to marry her, better to just be poor and broke, married together, than just enduring the next three years waiting till you finish college. I think that you should get married soon. In fact, I think you should get engaged. When are you going to ever be in Israel again? Imagine the story if you were ever to, if, for the rest of your life, you could take a picture. Absolutely. You know what? I will pay for a boat and we will rent a boat and all 50 of us will go out to the Sea of Galilee and you can ask her on the Jesus boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. And then he said, I don't know what I think. And I said, Dan, come here. Tell him he needs to get married. Ben, come here. Tell him. And I started, and, and uh, by the end of the flight, we had the plan and he was getting engaged on the Sea of Galilee. He did get engaged on the Sea of Galilee. And then he got married within the year. Today, he's a pastor in Michigan and he never regrets it. Here's my point. Man, I had a vision, right? I don't know. I do exhortation recreationally. It's not even hard. I just, it's just, it's just part of, it's just me. It's just part of my, I'd say my second is probably leadership. My third is probably faith. I remember it because it spells elf. And so it's, it's just me. Um, And those are just kind of, why is that funny? Uh, The spiritual gifts that I got. And there's some that I don't have. Like today, my wife, Renata, she is working with your kids and she is filled with mercy. She is filled with administration and she has got, she's, I mean, if I was back with your kids, they'd have duct tape over their mouths and I'd be angry and you're just glad that I'm not back there, right? Because I'm just not as good as she is, but she's compassionate and kind. My point is this. She's gifted differently than I'm gifted, and you're, you're gifted differently than your children or than your parents or than your, or than your spouse. Or, and, and I want you to be able to just kind of be at peace with these are the things that, that God's got inside of me, and, and I want to work on how I can use these gifts, like this precious camera that dad gave me or these gifts that Holy Spirit gave me. How can I use it? In fact, in fact, if the Holy Spirit is taking pleasure in the fact that I'm using it, man, I don't want that to lie dormant. And you do have an American culture that says, no, 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 spend all your time investing in other ways. And if you invest your spiritual gifts on other people, then you're not investing that time working on you. All right, and I know we're forever in that tension where we're trying to figure that out because no doubt about it, we, we, we want to be people that, man, our mind is right and our health is right, and, and I get that. We gotta, we gotta get our finances right and we gotta make sure our house is right and all that. However, there is greater spiritual fulfillment in your life by using the gifts that you have to love and serve others and expand the work of Jesus Christ on the planet than by spending your days and minutes working on you. And so the challenge is, the challenge is to say, okay, Holy Spirit, strengthen me, help me. I want to one, I wanna know what my gifts are and I'm uniquely wired and then Paul says this, he says that your gifts are needed. 
In other words, you're part of the church of Jesus Christ. The church of Jesus Christ is expanding, and Jesus looks in Matthew 16, and he just says, hey, the gates of hell will not be able to overcome it. Like, this is an expansive church. This church is going to be powerful. And you are a part of the church. You are a spirit-filled believer, a part of the church of Jesus Christ. And so the church of Jesus Christ needs the gifts that are inside of you. And so this next verse, I just want you to read it, verse 27 of 1 Corinthians Corinthians 12. Now all of you together are Christ's body, and each one of you is separate and, here's the word, necessary part of it. So the work that God's called Radiant Church to do will not look like just me, right? It's not, here's David, here's, here's here's the dream that God's put in David's heart, and so here's how it's, no, the truth is, is that the things that are inside of your heart, the, the gifts that God's put inside of I, I never wanted to lead a church where it was all about what my plan was. I, I want to be a part of a work of God where God brings people together. And so our job as Radiant Church is to help mine, discover, you figure out what God's called you to do, how, because you know what your gifts are. And you'll never know what you're called to do unless you know how you're wired, how he's created you. And when you know how you work, when you know the gifts that he's given you, it gives you a window into how to make a difference. It gives you a window into how to, how to have purpose. And so, and so the dream at Radiant Church, that's why, it's why we have this great passion to help you just, just discover. Like it's even today, today's step three and next steps. And what, what it is, is it's spiritual gifts test yet again. And we do it every single month because I am passionate about this idea. I am passionate that this church has got to operate on the sacrifice and the gifts of all of us, not a few of us. Like it's not, it just can't be that. It just can't be, you know, a few people using their sacrifices and their gifts as all of us use our gifts, the ones that God has given us, then we'll become a force for the kingdom. And all of us are different. Right? Yesterday we had serve day and you could see it, right? Like, I don't know if you just saw in that video and this is a confession and maybe this is sin and not spiritual gifts. I don't know. If you, if you saw me in that video right there, I, I just leaned over to Dan. There was that moment where I had the shovel and I was moving so slow. And I looked at Dan. I was like, ah, like in the recap video, there I am. Like, I was like, it was just, it was so slow. It was like, you know, like I just, I'm embarrassed by that. But, but then there's other people, I mean, like Jason Meredith, he showed up and he, he showed up yesterday with his lawnmower. I hate lawnmowers, right? I, I, and he showed up, he was excited, he had it gassed up, he was mowing people's yards and he looked at me this week and he said, I absolutely love mowing yards. And then he was talking about how he did it with excellence and how he wants to help people that that's not something that they love and how can we go help single moms in our community? Here's the point, we're wired differently, right? We're wired differently. And so one of the best ways that we can be a light to Jesus Christ or of Jesus Christ in our city is by a, a Jason Meredith that's saying, hey, I'm gonna go use the gifts. I, I like to serve in this kind of way. And it's different. It's, 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 it's di- it's, he's got a different gift set. You've got a different gift set than others, but it's a point needed, necessary. All of us working together, man, we could see something pretty powerful happen in this city. All of us just being willing to use the gifts that God has given us, we could see God use your gift of hospitality, your gift of administration, your gift of exhortation, your gift of teaching, your gift of whatever it might be. And so here's the idea. 
Don't let it just sit there. My prayer for you today, really kind of a one-point message, is that you would activate, you would go after, you'd be able to articulate like you just know it. You're able to say, this, this is the way that God has wired me. And when Paul says, hey, don't be uninformed about spiritual gifts, your testimony is, I'm not. I'm informed. I'm, I'm not only informed, but I'm, I'm fighting for it. I'm, 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 I'm getting better at the gifts that, he's, that God's given me, and I'm, I'm, using, I'm looking for opportunities to use the gifts that God has for me. And it's all, whenever you come to a project, whenever it comes to accomplishing something for the kingdom, you need people with different skill sets, with different gifts. And here's the big idea. It's this, the Holy Spirit, God. It is not just personality. It is not, it, it, God is using his people and you've got a spiritual gift that you can help make a difference. And we're all different. My, my family, uh, we often have milk spill at the table uh, at our house. Uh, I've got four kids and it's actually getting a lot better, but for a lot of years, it was amazing how many meals we had milk on the ground. And uh, the unique thing would be was how we all responded differently, right? Because we're not always responded with great compassion. Like just, hey, it's okay. And she immediately goes into comforting the child. That's not been my response. My response as an exhorter is constantly with a little bit of uh, mental clarity, how yet again to tell them to not spill their milk. If you'll put it here and not here, if you'll not bump it here, it won't go down. And, and I'll just, I, that, that's, that's how I go. And, and then Olivia, she's, she's got administration. I mean, she's always the one. She's always the first one. She doesn't do any talking. She doesn't do any comforting. She's just sheer task. And she just goes over. She gets the towel. She's cleaning it up. And Justice and Adeline, they're just, I don't know what spiritual gifts. They're just waiting, praying to God that the exhortation will end soon. You know, that's like, that's like kind of how they roll. But uh, Here's my point in that. Like all of us, we just, we just, we've got different gifts. And so when it comes to serve day, when it comes to a Sunday morning, when it comes to small groups, when it comes to the things that God's called us to do, each, your gift, cherish it, know it, deploy it, like use it, like activate it, have it in you, have it, have it be, have, even just in conversation, just, you know, Tempting at, at Starbucks to sit there talking to people and it's tempting just to kind of like, you know, talk about what you care about. What if one of the things that you cared about was, these are the spiritual gifts that I have and this is how I'm using them. Like this is the way that the Lord has opened up opportunities for me, all right? Next idea is this. Your gifts are not for you. Your gifts are for others. First Peter says, God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you, all right? So the gift is to be used for the sake of others. You are the conduit. It is ultimately not for you. And sometimes in church, one of the reasons why we've got, uh, in my, in the way that I would see it, sometimes in church, we have, we have applauded spiritual gifts in an unhealthy way. And so God is the giver of the gift and we tend to just applaud the person that God has given the gift and in time it becomes cringeworthy. 
because there's something about that that's just not right. There's just something that starts to, it's just, and, and it, it starts to be obvious and you kind of feel, uh, and so that experience or that revival service or that church or that, because, because it, it just, people started to applaud the person who had received the gift instead of the giver. So I have a confession to make, and that is that um, I know who I would be if I was not redeemed. And he's not a real person. He's a person on a sitcom. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen King of Queens, uh, but there's a, a guy on there, and his, his name is Doug Heffernan on the show. And um, I've told Renata that if I was not redeemed, I'd be him. Like, he is... He's, he's, he's just, he's, all he does is just food and sports, right? He's a pretty self-centered guy, and, and, but, I, but I think he's really funny. And so I've told Renata, like, you know, if it wasn't for Jesus transforming my life, I think I'd be just like that guy, right? And so Doug Heffernan on the show, he's, he's a delivery driver. He delivers packages, right? And so imagine the absurdity if when, you, when he's delivering a package and people start applauding the delivery driver, like, oh, Doug Heffernan, you are awesome. This is amazing. Like, how great. It'd be absurd, right? Because the, the person who's giving it is not the delivery guy, right? No, what, the, the, the excitement, the, the gratitude goes towards the giver. And what we've often done, kind of with spiritual gift stuff, is it's really tempting for us to look at the person that has the gift, and it's a gift that we value. It's a gift that maybe we've needed and and we tend to applaud them. And then it gets really worse when the person who, did, it, they didn't earn it. God gave them the gift, but they become puffed up with pride like there's something special, right? And then they get weird. And so then the people applauding get weird because they're applauding people instead of applauding God. And then the person who's being applauded gets weird because all of a sudden they're filled with pride as if they are God. And so here's the challenge for us, to keep giving our applause to the giver toward God, being grateful for the person delivering it, being grateful for the person with the gift of mercy, with the singing gift, with the leadership gift, with the administrative, whatever it is, grateful, but not worshiping, not we are forever grateful. And if, you'll, if, you'll, if we'll lock in with that, then we won't be so weird about it. We, won't, we'll, we'll just, we will celebrate the gifts in our church. We'll look at other people that have a great gift and, and you know, I mean, like, like just some of the, like the people up here, instead of being like, ah, are they? no, you're just, you're just grateful for them. You just, you just thank God that David Bear can sing and has a cool tattoo on his left arm. And, and it's just, David Perkins can't do that. And, and, and we're just grateful for it, right? Instead of always having these issues and wondering. And, and that's my hope. My hope that is that, is that we would not allow some of those human dynamics to hinder us from really leaning into knowing our gifts and then using them for the sake of other people. And I wanna invite you, I wanna invite you to ask the Lord, what are my gifts? How do I activate them? And then be on the team. Sometimes I think it's easy for us to look a little bit when we're celebrating people a little bit like a circus. Nobody likes to be a part of a church that's a circus where someone's standing in the middle and we're all applauding them. All right, I, I think of it more like a battleship, like we're on a mission, right? This isn't a big circus tent. We got a mission. Our mission is, is man, we want to see Kansas City saved and 
We want to help people know God and find freedom and discover their purpose and then them jump on the team to make a difference and fulfill what God's called them to fulfill. And if we've got a mission, then everybody plays their role and everybody, and, and there are some roles that are public and some roles that are private. There are some spiritual gifts that, that have a, 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 an idea of the miraculous where it's just like stunning and then there are others that might be more hidden, but every single one of them is valued. Every single one of them is one that we celebrate, that we're we are, we are so glad to have them on the team, all right? And then using your spiritual gifts, it actually does bring, here's the word, fulfillment. Like there is, you, God created you in such a way that when you use the gifts that he has given you, then you go to bed at night saying, that's how you live a day. Like, man, like, hi, I, am, I, 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 I actually feel like you have an emotional fulfillment, a joy. Look at the way that Jesus says it in John 15. He says, this is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, all right? That you bear much fruit, that you, that you, that you do the stuff, that there's actually, as a result of abiding is the context here, that you bear fruit, you make a difference, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. There's an actual joy, there's a complete, a complete joy when you're doing the thing that you go, I was, I was made for this. Like, I love this. There's, 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 there's fulfillment in it. There's, there's life in it. We're experiencing it with, with us as a family. Uh, and I'll just be vulnerable and tell you this. Like, man, I, we, I spent 16 years uh, with church stuff and before we ever moved here. And... And in those 16 years, there was little hints, little moments where my kids served. Uh, but for the most part, it was kind of like dad's job. Like, hey, the kids go to the pool and dad goes to work. That, we had a little bit of that vibe. But, but when we came here to plant Radiant, um, we have had the most joyful, fulfilling year of our lives. Like this year... Without a doubt, this has been the most fulfilling year for our family. At the same time, we've never worked so hard in our lives, all right? But when I look at my kids, who maybe formerly a good day was going over to a friend's house, maybe formerly a great day was going to the pool or getting to go to Sonic happy hour and getting a slushy, like now, here's what's going on in their lives. And I'm not, I'm, I am not exaggerating when I tell you this. Their favorite thing to talk about is what they get to do at Radiant. So like my son, he wanted a camera, not because he ever had wanted cameras before, it's a brand new thing, but he started to discover that, man, we, in, back, in, back in kids, it'd be great if there, was, if there was pictures and we could get Radiant Kids Instagram stronger and and Dawson, all of a sudden, he's, he's talking about kids' production. And I'm like, we have a kids' production? What does that even mean? And he's like, pro presenter. And here's the language. He's finding this great fulfillment in what he's doing. I've never seen Olivia, right? She, she absolutely loves all of the choreography components of, of, of music. And Adeline, she, she loves singing. She loves the kids. She, she just loves it. My, and my son, Justice, his, I mean, he, he absolutely loves church in, church out. Like he, he here's, you say it can't be true. It is true. Like he loves it. He talks trucks and trailers with me when we go out, just he and I. He loves, he, he loves it. And here's, 
Here's the bottom line. I'm seeing it with my kids. It's this clear mission. Okay, friends, the mission is clear. God has called us as a family. We're going to move to Kansas City, and we're going to watch God do a miracle, all right? And at ages 7, 9, 11, and 13, there is, there is great joy. There is great fulfillment in doing, in doing stuff for the kingdom. So here's this for us. It is, it's a, it's a, it's a step of faith. It's stepping out and saying, okay, in addition to, you know, all the temptation of how, how my culture tells me how to live, it is leaning in faith and saying, God, you have gifted me. You have wired me. You have given me the gifts where I'm able to help do, name it. This is a spiritual gift that's inside of me. And I'm grateful for this gift. And I cherish this gift. And not only do I have it, but God, I I want to use it, I, 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 and, and you'll watch. At the, more, the more that you use that, the more you'll f- be fulfilled. So, so the, the, your top grace gifts or Holy Spirit gifts, the gifts that the Holy Spirit's given you, as you use those, you'll find yourself just, it, it, it's like it gives you energy, right? Like honestly, Sundays, they bring me energy. Like I, I just absolutely love it. Like I know there are a lot of pastors that, at the end of Sunday, they're just, they're, they're sad and they're tired and it beat them up to death. And they're just like, whew, yeah, well, at least we got six more days until Sunday comes around again because it's, it's so depleting. It's not me. On Sunday nights, I am wired, partly because I drink more caffeine on Sundays than any other day, but also because I love this. I love, I love seeing you. I, I absolutely, I, I love the preaching part. I, I love the whole thing. It, it brings me energy. I actually, I actually like it, Right? But, but sit me down for three and a half to four hours and, and do any form of admin, any form. And I am miserable. I don't even care if it's about the church. If it's admin, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm staring at my iPhone wondering how long this is gonna go, right? It's just not, it's not a grace gift. I'm not, it drives me crazy. And here's my point. If you will figure out these are the gifts that the Lord's given me. And I'm not saying that you, man, without a doubt, Paul makes clear, desire the spiritual gifts. So we, man, we wanna go after all of them. But there are some that God has given to you that as you do those, you find strength. It's, it's, it brings energy to you. And so I wanna invite you, go on a journey. Be able to name them. I mean, be able to just rattle off. These are the ones that I have. These are the ones that, these are the ones that bring, man, when I do these, I feel God's pleasure. When I do these, it's like using the camera that my dad gave me. I mean, I, I love it, and I feel God, God's pleasure. Last point, and that's this. This is a little kind of pastoral, all right? This is the harshest one. Don't waste your spiritual gifts. Like, you don't want to stand before the Lord one day and have him have given you these gifts. And you not only remained uninformed, but you didn't use them. Go ahead and discover them so that then you go, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, actually step in and use these. Because when I, even the way that Jesus talks, you know the story in Matthew 25, it's the famous parable where Jesus tells a story about a man and he gives one five talents, another man three talents, another man one talent. And it's an intriguing story because then he goes away for a long time. And he tells him to use it. The five-talent guy 
When he comes back, the five talent guys put it to work and he's gained five more. And in the story, Jesus says that the guy says, referring to God, hey, great job, way to go. <laughs> Applauded. Three talents, same thing. Hey, he put it to work, good job, way to go. And then it's the one talent guy. And the one talent guy says, hey, and he has a false view. He says, I knew that you're a hard man and I, 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 was, I was nervous and I didn't really get it and I didn't really understand the system and it was a little bit confusing to me and so I buried my talent. And I think that's what a lot of us do. We go, man, spiritual gifts, you know what? Man, people fight over that and over the last hundred years, you know, with, there's been a lot of, a lot of debate, debate within Protestantism about how the gifts work and you know what, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm, I'm just gonna stay away from that one. And I just wanna invite you, this is a gift that God's given you. And right there in, this, in the parable, I mean, Jesus tells the story that the landowner looks at him and says, you wicked and lazy servant, all right? Scary, right? Like, let's be the people that have just kind of locked in with this. Um, that's not gonna be me. Like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna put it to work. And then in the parable, he says, better, it's, it's like better for you to have risked it. Better for you have, have to put it on, on the in the bank. Better just have done something other than just bury it. And so I wanna invite you just to take a moment and ask the Lord, what are the gifts that are currently buried? What are the gifts in my life? Go ahead and just put your hand on your heart that I just, man, God, you've given me this gift. Spirit, why don't you just take a minute and just thank the Holy Spirit that he's given you gifts. Now will you just take a minute and just say, Holy Spirit, help me to know them, to identify them. Holy Spirit, I'm going to use the gifts you've given me. I want to invite you just, Holy Spirit, help me to treasure these gifts. Like I want to, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm not going to compare myself to someone else's gifts. I'm just grateful. All right, now Holy Spirit, lead me. gifts that are just laying dormant right now. I know there's great joy to be had when I use them for others. Help me. Come, Holy Spirit. We just come to you as a church, and we're just grateful, God. We're so grateful for the gifts that are in this room. And I just pray, Lord God, that the gifts in this room would not be wasted. God, I thank you for the, the gifts of faith that are in this room that God could take us to new places in this next year as a church. I thank you for the gifts of mercy that could demonstrate Jesus to our city. I thank you for the gifts of healing, supernatural work, people's bodies touched. God, I thank you for everyone, every person, 
every gift that each one has. And in Jesus' name, I pray, empower your people, God. Let us know them, let us discover them, let us talk about it. Let, it, let spiritual gifts be just enjoyable conversation within our church, God. Thanks again for listening. To learn more and to join our Radiant family, check us out on social media and online at radiantchurchkc.com.